Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest sitting down ranking things about Star Wars. That's a pretty simple concept. I think you get it. And I do want to remind you before we dive into today's episode that uh, the podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash Force Center and get an audio book on us. We always recommend something on the main show this week, uh, as I did last week or in the last episode of Star Wars Rank. Hey, I wrote a book called Why We Love Star Wars and I recorded the the audio version, it's on there. Uh, try it out on Force Center, if you like, at Audible Trial. AudibleTrial.com slash 
Four Center. Doing that copy from memory because I've said it so many times. All right. Last time on Star Wars Ranked, we had Billy Patterson from Screen Junkies and Hot Takes with Billy Biz. Uh, and a lot of other wonderful things come in and just spill his joy out onto the microphone, he said kind of disgustingly. Um, it was a great episode. A lot of fun talking about the special editions, the best things in the special editions, beyond just what was in the movie, what it meant, uh, what it brought to the fandom, all those things. It was a great episode, so I figured, we're not done. We're not done with Billy. We're going to be bring Billy back right now for another Star Wars ranked. Hello, Billy. I am very excited. I love uh, Force Center, and I'm I'm always ready to talk Star Wars. Yeah. Morning, noon, night, whenever. This is so great because I, I know, and I, you know, we won't name names, but over at Screen Junkies, you don't get to talk Star Wars Never. as much. <laughs> a lot of folks over there, a little cynical on some of the Star Wars. You know, I've had my problems with it. Uh, Joe Star, a-hole. Biggest a-hole. No, he just... Best hair in the biz. Best hair and mustache in the biz. Love Joe. No, we've talked a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I loved hearing you on the last episode. Just kind of unfurl your passion for Star Wars. And for Can you everybody. feel the pent-up Star Wars Can passion ready to come out? feel Star Wars <laughs> tonight? Uh, we talked about the special editions, which are important to you as a fan. Uh, that's where your journey began. That is the... That is the the beginning, the the key into opening the door of Star Wars for me was the 1997 special editions. And it's pretty powerful. It was a great episode. I love the stuff you said in it. But we were talking and we were like, well, what if it didn't stop there? What if George kept going? What if there was a special or special edition of Star Wars and what would we want to see? And that is what today's episode is about. The special edition editions we still want. In Star Wars. Who knows? It may happen. Maybe it's not even George. I, I, George would be upset. I think George would have to come out of retirement to be like, mm, if you're going to do it, I got to do it. Um, but there was a lot more <laughs> to add. Some of it uh, from deleted scenes, some of them from things we just want and are making up, some things that might have been in. This conversation can go in a lot of different places. Um, but uh, the point is, we're going to have it because the special editions. They're very special. So, uh, Billy, uh, you understand the show this time. We got the context, uh, which we needed here last time. I, I think we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? I am more than ready. Born ready. Born to baby. We were born to Star War. All right. Uh, five reasons each. We work five to one. And we're going to start with Billy's number five, the special edition editions we still want to see. A special edition for the special edition. <laughs> um, so this comes from a certain point of view, which point of view which was the book that mm -hmm. um some people liked some of it some people didn't like you can kind of yeah. pick and choose what you like the anthology there was, series there yeah. was one story and i don't know how people feel about the story but one mm. story that really got to me and i'm not sure why <laughs> had me kind of choking <laughs> that's up that's right we talked about this yeah before. it had me choking i'm on the up. fence on this moment but this is why i want to hear you talk yeah about it. it had me choking up like a literal blubbery baby i'm not sure why was the was the story of r5d4 the yeah. the droid that luke almost took home yeah but it had a bad motivator yeah but it had a great motivation for that bad motivator <laughs> and that's why i love this story uh the story is all about you know r2 is going around in the in the sand crawler and he's sabotaging yeah. other droids and r5 is like what are you doing man i'm on my last leg here i need to be bought i need a purpose yeah and r2 is like i've got a mission I'm not trying to be malicious. I just need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And it's basically R5's sacrifice of himself. 
knowing that R2 needs to go ahead and the, the addition that I would make to this, okay. I, here's okay. how I would put it in the movie. I want to see how I you want put this it in movie, there. Or I want this in the movie. I think, you know, we know like, Agalawan, this yeah. one's got a bad motivator. Uh, what about that one? R2 starts to go away. Hey, what are you trying to pull? Right. <laughs> we cut back and there's R5 smoking. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> and then a little subtitle that just says, may the force be with you. And you laugh, but let me tell you why. I'm not laughing at you. Or your you, emotions. No, you, I could I tell. I love this. I could tell. I love this. I think from reading, a, I think what we've learned from Star Wars, especially mm-hmm. like after I read mm-hmm. Black Spire yeah. and some of the other stuff is that, and, and we get this a little bit in the last year that the force is not just a tool that someone can use when you're too lazy to grab the remote and you right. just want it to come to you. Right. The force flows through everything. And, and Yelena says it great where she's like, you know, not all of us are force users, but the yeah. force can work through us. Right. And I, I love this idea of the force it's like a fate. It's like the universe saying, this is the, the way of things, the way it has to be. And the force flowing through our, our four to be like, I know the force kind of like saying like, I know your position. I know what you want. I know this is the path that you think you should be on, but you have to do this to bring balance because ultimately as small and as insignificant as you think you may be broken down, beaten, you're on your last leg, you have no purpose. You do have a purpose. Your purpose is to advance. Like you are such an important part of this and you don't even know it. And by sacrificing your chance at happiness to get clean, to get new parts, to be whole, your sacrifice saves the galaxy. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for our four to have that moment to, to acknowledge like, I, I didn't just break cause I suck. I yeah. I'm giving you this. Like, I think that shows that the force is more than Luke just being able to, you know, stop a, a laser bolt with his lightsaber. It's, it's the, it's the universe setting things right to always trying to balance itself. And that is this big thing. That's not just for Jedi or not just for Sith. It's every living and every sentient being in this universe. I got to tell you, I'm I'm following in line with what you're thinking here. Uh, I don't know now what I think about the moment. And I do love a lot of the moments in uh, from a certain point of view. Eclipse by uh, my pal Matty Ruse, I think one of my favorite little Star Wars stories. So there's a lot there. There's some weird stuff in there, too. A lot, a lot of stuff in the canteen. It's weird. The Dianoga <laughs> stuff's weird. But even the Dianoga one, it's a very beautiful story. I just don't know what I think about it as a fan. Which, by the way... It's fine. Right. We always say, take a moment, <laughs> take a sure. breath, take a knee, kid, uh, figure it out. So the R5 moment, when I did read that story, it is a very well-written story. I just remember thinking, I I, I don't buy it. I, I, I don't know. But I got to say, the last time I watched New Hope, which was at that uh, event in August for the Central Coast Film Society, the moment was coming up. And I just, I don't know why. I just was like, hey, I got to put that in in my head. Yeah. I'm going to put, make, wedge that into my head canon, whether I want to or not. And I started to come around on it from a concept of just like, okay, because one of the thing is, one of the things is, uh, that's changed, uh, though we loved 3PO and R2 and a good gonk droid, and then we thought the mouse droids were, were cute and all that stuff, and the droid, uh, I forget the, the P3OPO, whatever it was, the one who says it shoot, like, that's their Star Wars fans. We, just like Obi-Wan, kind of viewed them as uh, just robots. Yeah. Um, 
by prequels were a little more connected. When our when our uh, when uh, when uh, 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 R four dies, Obi Wan's droid, and he he's kind of almost like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I remember that. Or or in Phantom Menace, where all the other astromechs get blown out of the sky. I was like, oh no, we started to become attached to him. But now in the sequel trilogy, droid rights or AI gets treated right, and and the subtext of Wu Hair kicking droids out of of Chalman's cantina, also because you know he was harassed and and, and family had died at the hands of the separatists. So we view droids differently is the point of my little monologue here. And so now it makes more sense that R2 would have conversations with these droids. Yeah. Now it's not far-fetched to me that he'd be going around, I need help. I love, too, that R2 is kind of an a-hole that's, like, messing with droids. <laughs> and R5's like, hey, man. Come on, man. I need this job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I'm unemployment's running out. So now I can get behind it, and it is not some wild, weird thing. It now makes sense. I just think, you know, especially on this show, one thing I love, you guys talk about the emotional canon. Yeah. And one of the big things for me, like, that I really love about Last Jedi is this idea that, like, you don't have to be a Skywalker. Like, everybody has a part their part to play. And I feel like emotionally this ties in that, you know, like even the small, you know, to quote Lord of the Rings, sorry. It's like even the smallest of creatures can change the course of history. And that's what our, our, our five does here. And I don't know, just be kind of neat to call it out for just a minute. You know, I love it. I think that's a great moment. So put it in there. You could even, you could even put in, uh, the moment of them having a conversation. Oh, oh I would love beep, it. Beep, beep, beep. And it also would like, you know, when R2 finally joins 3PO and he's beeping and booping, you think yeah. he's talking to 3PO, but I love in that story, he's like, thank you. Yeah. Like you don't know what you've just done to yeah. save the galaxy. That's cool. I've got the plans for the Death Star. The yeah. What? <laughs> um, so that's a great number five, a great start to our start to our list. R5 D4 gets his moment. Uh, I'm going to uh, my number five is something that uh, it's one of those deleted scenes. It's laying about. And I remember hoping that we'd see some of this there. And uh, on, on last week's episode, I began with Biggs. This includes that. But I would love to see the special edition edition of Luke and his pals uh, in the New Hope novel and, and the scenes we've seen. Cammy, uh, Wormy, all, all the and of course, Biggs showing up there. I understand, especially if you read the novel, it works great in the novel. But I understand the pacing issue. You got to get into it, and and, and even seeing Luke, uh, you know, with the floppy hat and all those kind of things that we don't really see, um, e- even even that would it destroys a little bit of the, of the pacing and the reveal. So I, I totally get that. Um, but I, if we're doing it now, where now I know I'm not worried about the. I, I, you mentioned Lord of the Rings. Absolutely, we need to talk about it because I I am a watch the special edition extended edition Peter Jackson gets his way versions. Oh yeah. All in one day, 12, 13 hour commitment. I we do that about once a year, year and a half, because I love them so much. Uh and now that I'm not worried about I'm in a theater, I'm home, I can go to the bathroom or get a donut when I want. Um now I want a Star Wars version where now I want to see Luke with his friends. Yeah. I want him to have gone to uh, Tashi station to pick up some power converters the day before. You know, I want to see all that. Yeah, I remember um I think it was around maybe 98, 99. There was yeah. Star Wars Behind the Magic. Yes. And yes. there was the first time you were going to see this deleted scene. And I don't know if it was my computer or just the way it was, but it <laughs> felt like it played at three frames per second. It, but <laughs> it's still downloading. <laughs> it just seeing that footage. Yeah. A little, Did little. He- 
Did he? It's little, there. little Billy Biz yeah. at, at 11 years old was just like, how dare they cut this from the movie? <laughs> this is great character work. This this gives a whole arc to Biggs. Yeah, but yeah. having seen it now on the Blu-ray, yeah. uh, like you're you're darn right, man. I want yeah. my I want my Peter Jackson cut. I want it in there. Yeah, I want, want it in there, every yeah. morsel of that relationship. Yeah. It is. It's right. It is on one of the versions, right? Is it out there now? It was, uh, it was in the saga, which was the 2011, the, when the they first brought it to Blu-ray, that was definitely, on it's that. so funny. I need to update my collection. Uh, I really do. We ran into this when we did the, uh, Phantom Menace watch along on YouTube for our force center, a uh, Patreon goal. Um, Joseph uh, is like, uh, do you have Phantom Menace? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized I had the version with had, that had the puppet Yoda. Oh, like I had an update. I don't even have the, the Blu-rays. Um, really? Yeah, I don't. I just, you know why? Because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to watch Star Wars. Pull the DVD off the shelf that I've had for 20 years. I don't even think about it. So that's right. I need to pick that up. Tim, so we got to get it. you in the high def era. I know. I know. It's so silly of me. So silly of me. But yes, so putting it back in there, having the whole sequence. Uh, let's have George's original vision in there. That's why it's my number five, which means we're up to your number four. Okay. If you thought if you thought the emotional journey of R5 was a little corny, oh, I'm digging even deeper, man. I don't know why. Uh, dig, man, it dig. must be my time in the month. I'm feeling very sappy on these mm. episodes. Mm. I'm getting very emotional. I but, love it. But there's one thing, again, I, uh, you corrected me because I thought it was point of view, but it was actually one of the aftermath interludes that hit me like a ton of bricks, oh, yeah. which was the uh, the fate of Jar Jar Binks. Yes. And, Jar Jar uh, the yeah, and and I think that's just one of the most beautiful, s- sad stories in mm-hmm. all of Star Wars that I wish uh, lived somewhere. But uh, one thing that I love, and we talked about this on the last episode, is the is the montage of planets celebrating right, uh, right. Uh, the destruction of the Death Star and and seemingly the Empire. We know it didn't die that day, but yeah. The moment. moment. Uh, And and I would love, I think this edition, I want to tie it back in because whether you love it, hate it, whatever, you have to acknowledge that Mm. a lot of it happened because of Jar Jar Binks. And the weight that he felt because of this is so heavy. Like what that does to the happiest, most naive person in the world that now becomes Mm. public enemy number one. He's been shunned. He's been... You know, no one takes him seriously. No one likes him. This is your fault. And it's like, I, yeah, I got into all of this to help. So yeah. I, I would love it if during that, uh, during that montage, you take out, there's someone screaming, we suffer. Yeah. Very, random random very, gun gun right. number 12. Yeah. So I would take that out. I okay. would keep that wide shot of Naboo. Right, right. But then I would cut to looking at this big parade, but you're in like an alleyway. Okay. Okay. And then you cut to Jar Jar because he can't be out in public. No, no one wants to see him, but he's yeah. watching this, this parade go by. He's watching uh, statues crumble yeah. and a single tear kind of runs down his face. And just to himself <laughs> this. under his breath, he just says, we suffer. <laughs> That's the, we suffer. I love that. He knows that I'm like, full on board. I mean, like he knows that the damage is done. Yeah. That the wound will never fully heal. Yeah. But a little bit of weight can be taken off his shoulders. And yeah. I think like that could be such a powerful redeeming moment for this character that d- yeah. that deserves it. He needs it. Yeah. I want that moment so bad. This is it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You can I, see I'm it. smiling, but I, I think I I am someone who's still 
on the character of Jar Jar, I am like, eh, 60%. Like, like it. I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. I love Ahmed best. I think this guy got such a raw deal. Um, uh, who was a talented, uh, you know, boundary-breaking performer who did what he was supposed to do and, and exceeded expectations, quite frankly, um, uh, for those. And if you watch the behind-the-scenes videos, what he's making, it's such... And then, then, then it happens, and the guy almost kills himself. Like, it, it, is, it is powerful, and I love this guy. And I want him... And I think he, at Celebration this year, I think he got a little bit of maybe closure or uh, joy out of the situation. Uh, there was a great gosh. He ran into some fans on the street, and I think one of them's a must have been a Star Wars podcaster. I'm so sorry, I can't remember who it was. And they were wearing Jar Jar stuff on, and he stopped and was like, "I like your shirt." And they kind of realized, oh, and they took a picture. And I just like, what a powerful moment for that man to see this 20 years later. 20 years later, and there's people on the street like, "Yeah, we love this guy. I love this character." So I want there somehow to be redemption for Jar Jar in the fandom in on screen, and and, and the aftermath. Chuck Wendig thing is absolutely one of the most beautiful things ever written in Star Wars. And it's, and it's, and I, I, I wrote about it in the book, but it's just like double down on it. Like a Wendig knocked it out of the park there. So putting this, I, I kind of want this and, and there's a little bit of cheese to it in a good way. It's corny in a good way, but I, I want, I even want it. I want it to be, I want people who hate this character to have to face it. Yeah. I want them to have to face the tears of Jar Jar. <laughs> I want to taste those salty <laughs> Luke crying on his dad's yes. tears because I, I do think there is something to like Jar Jar does put the galaxy in this position and we never really get to follow up on that. Yeah. Like it's, he's just kind of hanging out at the funeral yeah. in, in episode three, but yeah. you, you know, I want to feel like this guy, Oh, this poor guy, he's been, he must've been tormented all these years. Yeah. I, I think that moment could really work. I think it could. I think it could. <sighs> it's corny. It is, but I love it. It is. And for those listening who have not read the Aftermath series, it's a whole big story, a whole big part of the galaxy. Maybe seek out, if you don't want to read the book, seek out the after the the Aftermath interlude. It's in Empire's End. It's the Jar Jar one. And his name's not even really said till later on in the thing. It's yeah. just uh, the clown, uh, Jar Jar the clown. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, very meta, too. All right. Great one. Great one, Billy. Wow. This is great. You're having a good time here. You're doing, I'm you're having bringing, so much fun. You're bringing it's, the A uh, game. So much fun. All right. My number four is this. We're going to do a re-special edition of Empire Strikes Back. The special edition of Empire is is pitch perfect, probably because the movie's perfect, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... Not a lot's changed. Yeah, a lot, not a lot changed. Even some stuff, you know, like the stuff at Vader, you know, when they add Vader uh, on the on the shuttle and the Lambda class shuttle going back, uh, you know, just re- unused Return of the Jedi footage or what, whatnot. That's fine. Uh, that's the thing I didn't I didn't need the least, or, uh, or needed the least. Everything else is great, and we talked about Cloud City last week and, and the Hoth uh, sequence and the Wampa. But I want to go back to the Battle of Hoth, and I want an answer. And maybe not a good answer. He is one of my favorite characters. But I want a fate, uh, the answer to the fate of General Maximilian Veers. In the Empire Strikes Back novel, Veers dies. This is probably why he doesn't show up in Return of the Jedi and why he kind of disappears and why we have the great Twitter feed, uh, Veers Watch. Uh, I forget the cat's name that runs that, but he's a cool, cool cat. Alex Damon on Star Wars Explained has interviewed him. Um I love it. I love Veers' watch. And I think, you know, Veers is probably alive right now. And I think he shows up in some comics and someone out there can correct me on where he shows up now in new canon. I get it. I get it. But I'm saying, erase all that. I'm saying the sequence, the scene that is there, which 
is similar to Arvel Krynad in uh, Return of the Jedi with Admiral Piet in the, in the Star Destroyer, Super Star Destroyer being destroyed. I totally get that. Uh, Hobby. Uh, Hobby, uh, uh, Derek, Cl- uh, Hobby Clivian uh, is in his snow speeder. He's damaged. He knows his days, his seconds are numbered, actually. And he knows the walker at the front is, let me take out the leader. And he uses his snow speeder to crash head on into Veers' walker, killing General Veers. I don't know about you, but I'm okay. I'll take Veers. I know if he's alive or he's out there, we still get to watch for him. Throw that all away. If I can have this powerful moment in the battle of Endor. I want Veers to die. So this is so funny because talk about the Mandela effect. When I saw your list, I was like, I thought that happens. <laughs> and I, and I realized I was like, Oh no, I must've just like, cause I haven't, I've been watching a lot of like the prequels yeah. and solo a lot. It's just been a minute since I've watched empire. I was like, right. I thought that happened. And I was like, Oh no, I must've just like internalized yeah, yeah. the novel of that yeah. happening and just like, Oh, I just thought I saw it. So <laughs> yeah. It's I still think there's X wings and Y wings that hit the shield of the second death star and return of the Jedi. I grew up thinking that. Yeah. And it never happened. Yeah, I, <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. I had to literally research yeah. like, Ken, I don't want to bust your phone. I know you're the star Wars guy, but uh, no, I, I definitely want to see that too. Um, I think the, the battle of Hoth, I think it's just like one of the oh, best yeah. star Wars sequences. The, the legacy ever. of that battle carries on. And, and just to put it, just to put that, that maraschino cherry on the top of that delicious Sunday. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do it. You know, I'll, I'll do respect to general Veers fans. I want to see that there and hobby fans too. Hobby's a good character. What a two, f- end. two fighters against a star destroyer. <laughs> All right. So that is, uh, uh, my number four, which means up to uh, work to your number three. Yeah, so we, you know, you you mentioned uh, the Death Star, Death Star yeah. Two. Uh, one of my new kind of favorite Star Wars things, and I didn't think I'd be into it. I remember oh, I texted yeah. you yeah. when I was starting my journey is Star Wars Rebels. Okay, um, yeah. I was like, I don't know about this. The animation seems I'm, Damn, I'm yeah. too good for I'm too old for <laughs> this. Uh, and it's 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 yeah. taken a hold of me. It's become yeah. some of my favorite Star Wars. Yeah. It's uh, become inseparable. And so uh, I guess spoiler alert: if anyone hasn't watched, or was mm. waiting to, for Disney Plus to watch it, but it is it is said in the epilogue of the show that both. Um, that uh, Rex yeah. and Hera are both fighting in in uh, the Battle of Endor. Right. It's pretty vague. Doesn't yeah. say how. Uh, now we we kind of surmise that maybe that old dude hanging out is, right. is Rex. You Which could is, you could do some gymnastics if you want. Yeah, some, some weird, also some weird racial gymnastics too. If <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah, 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 if you want to get into that, sure. Yeah, I like to. I would love to add. Um, just like one of my favorite additions in the uh, in the other one was adding mm. the outrider to a new hope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to add the ghost to that final battle oh, in the yeah. Death Star too. Oh yeah. And I think you can easily do this, you know, when when Lando's like Easy. all wings report in, you got you got yeah. gold leader, blue leader, just add another color. Green, green leader, um, maybe green too well, on the nose, has, you know, like she does have a desk. I'll, I can maybe look it up while you're talking. Cause yeah. 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 But I, I definitely think that's something where it's like, it doesn't have to be gratuitous. It, I'm not saying she's sure. flying next to the Falcon and wedge and takes out the death star, but I think you can definitely put her in the melee. I think you can hire an actress to do maybe yeah. a couple check-in lines so that it's, well, that's yeah, have Vanessa Marshall do the voice or right, something. Or maybe right. even play or it. Even play I, it. Yeah, yeah. We can play it. Yeah. But I think it's definitely one of those things 
things where it's like if you're if you have never watched Rebels, you have no yeah. clue. It's just another pilot. It's another Rebel Freedom Fighter. But if you do know who it is, oh yeah. my god, what an amazing Easter egg! Yeah, and you're like all of this connects, they get their, you know, the rebel, uh, show kind of gets their big grand finale in this. Right. They matter to it all. It all connects. I love that so much. Uh, look in, 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 in rogue one, obviously, uh, it shows up, the ghost shows up there. And of course chopper does too. And it's, it's received in the way, you know, you're receiving this idea here. Um, so I, 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 to go a little off point and work back to it. Sure. I was at a press screen for the rebels finale. Like we got invited, oh, uh, cool. um, and got to set, it was me to the left. It was Perry Nemiroff and to the left of her was Dave Filoni. It was a really interesting experience. And a lot of us were there. And that little moment, people were moved by the episode as much rebels fans there, but that little moment when they go, yeah, I forget the my purpose, but again, Hera and Rex went on to fight in the battle of Endor. Like, Applause. Yeah. Like a pa- applause break. And um, I, I think it would really work. I, I'm stalling a little bit. I'm trying to find, uh, trying to find, she does have, I know she's a general, but I think she is, uh, there is a, they give her uh, a squad. I thought I'll have to check on that. I haven't read alphabet squad. I don't know if that all ties. Uh, that is next on my, we, we delayed that a little bit here at force center. That's uh, we're probably actually by the time this episode airs, we will, uh, we'll have aired that. So I haven't read it at the time of this recording. Ah, it doesn't matter what squad she is. Um, I, I as long as she's not <laughs> green yeah. leader, cause that might be a little too on the nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, but if you were to do it and you don't, you, whether it's show her, it's, it's possible, but just like they do in Rogue One, just the there, maybe it flies in, takes out a TIE fighter. Oh my God, it would work. And, and, and it's, it, it's, it's, you know, the, the, you can't go back to 83 and George is not like, uh, I'm going to one day mentor a guy named Dave Filoni. Dave right. Filoni's one. He can, you can't do that. But with special editions, you can. Yes, absolutely. And I would love that idea. And I again, that's be powerful. It's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't have to be gratuitous, but it can also no. be incredibly rewarding no. for those who, who have been on the whole journey. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I love that. That's a great number three. The ghost gets into the battle. Um, my number three is a little bit deleted scene, but we're going to go off that trail a little bit. There is uh, no no secret. One of my favorite characters is Moff Jared Gerard. Um, I love Moff Tion Jared Gerard in charge of the second Death Star. Got a bum deal, man. Like he's just trying to make it work with uh, not a, the budget problems, staffing issues, and his bosses want to kill him because he's behind schedule. Um, sounds like my job. Sounds like your job. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> producing in digital media. Um, Moff J. Gerard, I, I've talked a lot about in the in the Return of the Jedi novel. His great uh, the his introduction. He's got the great line of you know he he's he's nervous. He's got Vader coming here, but great men never hurry. Great men cause others to hurry, so he doesn't hurry to go meet Vader. He's trying to play this game, and it's great. Um, and I think it's in the novel. Yeah, it's in the novel. I can't remember that, but I think it is. Uh, but there's definitely the deleted scenes, which, which are out there. Now I, I maybe they're on some DVD I version. They I don't are have on the Blu-ray of of him getting an order. The order was if the battle goes wrong, uh, you're to turn the Death Star on the moon of Endor, blow it up. Our troops are there, blow it up. And you know 
Palpatine's communicating, fire at will, Commander. That's Gerard down there. Everything. So they do have that sequence. And I, I know I've seen some of it on YouTube, and it may be on these. It is on the Blu-ray. Blu-rays. Right. Right. One of these days, I'm going to have to get the Blu-ray. So that's just. Uh, now I know what to get you for you know, Christmas There you this go. Year. There you go. Um, but I want that back in, going back to the extended director's cut. And I want to play it. And you couldn't film necessarily more, more scenes uh, or anything. But like. I want to emphasize like, and I want to maybe in my dream, this is where I really go off the trail of like, uh, I want him to not do it. I want him to really have a, this moment of, of no, <laughs> it's, it's not quite maybe the, maybe office space where I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn the place down, but just like, <laughs> no, this isn't right. Not that I want Gerard to become a rebel in the end or anything like that, but just to realize I think he's a worker bee, and we see a lot of the Empire and New Canon are considered the worker bees. Bodie Rook and Rogue One, and he just got a job delivering for the Empire. Like, uh, whatever. I work for Amazon. I don't care what Jeff Bezos does. Like, I make my pay and, and try to take food home to my family. There is a part of that that's really interesting to me, that if, if it goes all the way up to Gerard, where Moff Jer Gerard's like... I will not turn this battle station on my own men. I cannot do that. And, and he pays a price for it, dies, because um, that could have maybe won them the battle. It could have. It could have. And I just love this idea of uh, Moff Jer Gerard's very no good, very bad moral dilemma day. I want to put that in somehow, some way. I think that would that would also just be such a great parallel of the whole story of like, there comes a time where you have to draw the line in the sand. Yeah. Is Luke going to turn to the dark side? He has a choice to make. Yeah. What is the right thing to do? And even the bad guy is going to be f- like, what is the breaking point? I yeah. love, that's one of my favorite things about, um, our checks and, and the black yeah. spire novel is like this, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm not saying I'm resistance now, but I, I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Yes. And I, I love that thread. I think it would work so perfectly. Like I said, the deleted scenes are there. Mm-hmm. They're they're really well done. There yeah. probably wouldn't have to be a lot of work to put no, this no. one in. No, no, Just no. Uh, slide it right in. But I think it, it emotional canon. It fits the theme yes. of this movie. Uh, it should be in there. It'd be it'd be a good. Um you know, the lesson, there's there's so many lessons about Orson Krennic, but one of them is just your aspirations truly choking you. That that line with Vader is a bad dad joke, but it works. And, and to have uh, Orson Krennic killed by the very thing he made his whole life an, an obsession uh, with, you know, obsessed over, is pretty sadly poetic. And there's a lesson there. And, and it's office politics on a galactic scale. So to have Gerard aboard this second killing machine and go, I'm not going to be consumed by it and let this monster consume me with it by turning on my own men. Cause I am leading these guys. Right. Um, you know, it, it's not necessarily what well, the original subtext that was put in there. And even with the deleted scenes, but I, I, I don't know, maybe it's cause I love this character. I want to see him. No, I, I actually think a hundred percent works. Everyone that has been involved with the death star, mm-hmm. even after it's destruction, it's the one ring of power. Almost, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love that finally mm-hmm. someone at the end, and, and it also strengthens the character of the emperor because it's yeah. like, this guy is so bad. He's yes. willing to kill his own dudes. He doesn't care. And someone's like, yeah. Wait a second. What are we doing <laughs> what here? What are we doing? Uh, I love that. I love that. All right. So that's my number three, which means we're up to your uh, number two. Yeah. I kind of took inspiration from this, from the teaser trailer for Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of my yeah. favorite scenes in Star Wars, and I'm not sure why, because it's just talking heads, mm-hmm. but I love the scene... Uh, in Obi-Wan's hut in a new hope where he kind of lays out, Oh yeah, this is how it used to be. Oh yeah. Here's kind of what happened, but Mm. there's a moment and I've never quite been able to figure out Sir Alec Guinness in his performance. I don't know if he was told this. I don't know if he just chose it, but Mm. Luke says, what happened to my father? And he pauses for a second and kind of looks out in the distance as if the wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I phrase this in a way that doesn't say what he shouldn't hear yet? Yeah. And then he says, Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. And I think that moment, yeah. oh my God, if you pause when he's just looking like, I need to think 
and it yeah. cuts to a, just a real quick flash cuts of the lightsaber fight on Mustafar. I the, hate you. The hand reaching out. No, I hate you. And then it cuts back to yeah. uh, a young pupil of mine, Darth Vader. <laughs> like, I just think that that's it's a way to tie in that yeah. prequels that that wound is probably still fresh for both of them. Clearly, mm-hmm. when Darth Vader is saying later, like, I haven't seen you in a long time. You shouldn't have come back. Yeah. Um, but I just there's something like almost almost eerie mm-hmm. about the way that Alec Guinness decided oh, to yeah. play that moment. And it's like, you don't even have to digitally manipulate anything. No, no. It's ripe to put in something right there. No, and they've got, and there's some YouTube videos that do the, they do that kind of story. They do, they do it well. And I normally don't watch a lot of those like YouTube fan supercuts and stuff like that, but it's, it's got what you're talking about. I don't know if you've seen it, have you seen it? No, I haven't all right, not. look it up, look it up. Okay. Um, but it goes through all of it. It's not what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a six minute video of, uh, but right. it's, but, and here it is. Uh, this is why Sir Alec Guinness was one of the greats of, of the business. Um, it is weird. Cause there's these weird, like how does some of the canon connect up to some things? If you go back, yeah, it's weird that the prequels come along and George is like, oh, not only Obi-Wan and R2 were like pals, like they went on missions and then Clone Wars are even closer and that's Anakin's droid. And here he is just seven, 19 years later, <laughs> I don't seem to recall. And it, you could look at it as a cynical fan. You could look at it and be like, well, George is stupid. Or you could look at it. Alec Guinness's face is telling that story. I think George builds back to that moment in a way. And I take it as R2 kind of look at him like, hey. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, this is how we're playing it. Okay. Okay. I do know everything and I keep it to myself because R2 knows and he keeps a secret really damn well. So to this moment, yeah, it's just, I think it's just a testament to Alec Guinness's performance. I, while you're talking, I'm thinking of uh, Sean Bean in season one, ep- episode one of, uh, of Game of Thrones. Uh, Jon Snow asking about his mother. The next time I see you, we'll talk about your mother. They had told uh, Sean Bean, what, but he plays that. He plays that as a great actor. And, and I think when he turns to his left and looks ahead, it's almost as if he is seeing everything that could go wrong, but we're, we can now go back and see everything that happens in, in, in Ned Stark's face. And that's great acting. And that's, and that's what Alec Guinness plays. And I think you could do it. You talked about that. Gosh, we're it's, this is why the Kenobi series will work and why the Kenobi series should be, should be Obi-Wan going to confront Vader one more time because it all syncs up to that moment. You should not have come back. Does not mean Mustafar to me. Right. It can't mean Mustafar to me. Uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. He didn't, he kind of thought of that on Mustafar, but not in the context that they were talking about in Return of the Jedi. So this moment, put in a little, uh, put a little cut in. I, I absolutely think so. A little flashback. I, I think uh, The Last Jedi opened the door for us to accept flashback moments true. in Star yeah, Wars. True. So it doesn't, I, I feel like it wouldn't be like, what is this new device? Like, yeah, yeah. We, I, if anything, it kind of sets it up for later. So mm-hmm. I just want to see. Maybe he just hears it. If, if, yeah. if, if you're out there listening going, I don't want to. Greatest hits highlights, maybe much like uh, you know, some of the voices we hear in Star Wars and other movies and yeah. shows. Uh, maybe he hears it. Maybe he hears some of the, you know, you were the chosen one. Like I can live with that. And, and I think, you know, I, I understand to, uh, and maybe, you know what, now that you've said that, that pops into my head. It's like, yeah. and that's still, if for whatever reason you don't want to watch it the way you're supposed to, Mm-hmm. Uh, that still kind of preserves the mystery a little bit. Yeah. If you've watched it in order, you know what he's thinking of, but if not, you're right. like, Oh, maybe he's thinking about, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll find out later. Right. 
Yeah. Mm. Oh, I like it. We're two nerds having fun here. <laughs> uh, that's your number two. My number two is, it's again, I, I gotta say, it's another novel moment, uh, Return of the Jedi novel. James Conn, right, wrote that? Yeah. Um, so it is uh, this. I want Han Solo to commit to the rebellion, because he does, and Leia recognizes the moment. But I want it. So this is now completely, we're in imaginary land. We can't reshoot a scene or anything like that. Well, with technology these days, maybe, maybe we can. can. Uh, Han Solo, as we know now, uh, again, going the, and, and the novels are in this weird canon not canon. They're canon, but, you know, Obi-Wan's brothers, Owen Lars, they're just... They just from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, right? And you just, as a fan, you, you just, just have to accept it. It's why I, I, am, I am a canon junkie, but I do not lay my hat on it. Like, and the, those who are so obsessed with it, God bless you. I don't think you need to be to get enjoyment out of Star Wars. Um, in, in Empire Strikes Back, Captain Solo is the captain of the Millennium Falcon. He's not in the Rebel Alliance. He specifically says in the novel, there's a sequence where he's it's like, I ain't, this is, I'm not, I'm here helping out. I'm done. And, and that's why he leaves, because that's what Han does. He wants to be a smuggler. He wants to be a scoundrel. He is at times, and he's always at war with who he is. He's at war with himself up until his final moments. Um but in Return of the Jedi, when he takes the rank of general and he comes back and he's rescued, he joins the Rebel Alliance. And there is a great moment where Leia is looking at him in the, in the, in the briefing room. And it's played a little bit on the screen of like, you know, he uh, Han, is your command crew ready? And she's kind of like, what? But that's him really fully admitting, I am a rebel now. I have committed to this. And it's key to their relationship. It's key to her, I think, finally saying... I think I could love this guy. I mean, I know I love him. He knows I love him. But I think I think I'm here. I think I'm here for this guy because he committed to something other than Han Solo. And it's a powerful moment to the character. And if you could put that in in this magnificent fake director's cut we're making up in our mind of having her maybe later, maybe it's after the briefing sequence, maybe it's in the shuttle. Maybe a line, you know, and I don't want it to be too over the, uh, over the top and, and clunky and too Rick Olay from Phantom Menace. You join the Rebel Alliance. I now have love, have love for you. No, I don't need that. You could find a way with some dialogue. Planet Hell, is one big city. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Fisher could have uh, script doctored it if we redid this in the 90s. Like she was so good at that. Um, give me that moment between them where he doesn't have to say it. He doesn't have to be like, yeah, are you so happy? He can almost be humble for once of just like, you know, what am I going to do? I want that moment. I think it's key to the relationship. I want to see it on screen. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that's, look, I, I love me Han Solo. Love who, me some who, Han. who doesn't love Han Solo. I, I kind of feel like, and I think maybe you alluded, this, yeah. alluded to this before. He checks out a little bit in return of the Jedi. Um, Harrison and Han. <laughs> he's, you know, once we, once we save him, he's just, uh, it's like, Oh, you're, you're, you're part of this. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely yeah. think that gives him something meaty uh, yeah. to do, and I think especially now with uh, Solo mm -hmm. in our in our in our minds and our in our canon, right. just this idea of like Infus nests being like someday you'll change your mind. I yeah. feel like I want to see that paid off in in this scene. Yeah, I want to see yeah. him truly change his mind. And you're and you're right, commit. Yeah. It's it's I'm telling you, man. It it runs all the way up to his final moments of his life of. 
Leia saying, go and get, go and, go and, go and get our son. He failed to do it on Takadana. He could not commit to that idea. Then commits to it. It, it, it costs him his life. Uh, and it runs all the way back to the, his beginnings on screen. And uh, yeah, you're right. I like it. It'd be a payoff moment. So that's why it's my number two, which means um, we're up to my number one. Well, honorable mentions. Uh, I, I, I don't have a ton. I put a lot of energy into my General Fears, uh, General Veer's uh, plot. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions? I mean, just the, the one that I think they even they even toyed with the idea of doing it, but uh, just as our heroes fly away from Jabba's exploding barge, you just see one Boba Fett hand coming out. <laughs> I, I think you save that for if you do a, a Boba Fett Disney Plus. But, uh, I, I could be on about I, that. I know they've toyed. I think they, they thought maybe we should add that. They decided, <laughs> yeah, they decided not to, but uh, yeah. why not? Yeah. We, all, we all know he's not gone. Yeah, I can accept that. And I do not think he'll show up in The Mandalorian, at least season one. But yeah, I, I can live with that. I like that. That's a good honorable mention. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I got to be honest. I'm not going to force it when I don't have it. I, I put a lot of energy <laughs> into these ones, which leads me to my number one. So my guests can close with their number one. All right. So this one. Yeah, of all the ones, I, I got pretty serious with some of these here. I mean, I dug into Moff Jer Gerard's morality. Um, but we're going to go, my number one, I, yeah, it's kind of silly. And it's a recent obsession with mine. I, 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 all apologies to Jennifer Landa, who is the queen of Ewok love and appreciation. All right? She loves those Ewoks and always has. So I don't want to take her thunder. But my number one for this uh, special edition edition uh, that we want here <laughs> is Chief Chirpa's daughter, Nisa, in the Battle of Endor. And I even want to go as far as him saying, we have won the battle. Freedom for my people here in Bright Tree Village. I am laying down my cane, and my daughter is the chief now. I want Princess Nisa to rise to power. I have become obsessed with this idea. And, you know, the Caravan of Courage and the Battle of Endor, I grew up with them. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Teak, uh, with all due respect to uh, our pal Nathan Hamill, who loves that guy, you know, uh, uh, Wilford Brimley. I, I love to put them on Disney Plus, but keep them where they're at. And little parts of them have become, become canon again. Wisties and, and all the, the Gorax, all the stuff. Um, Princess uh, Nisa is more of the Ewoks cartoon, right? So she's Chief Chirpa's daughter. She's got a little pink thing on there because it's the 80s and what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, but she's canon. And she's canon. And, and uh, Amy Ratcliffe writes uh, about her in her uh, Women of Star Wars book that came out a couple years ago. Uh, I have become obsessed with the rise of Chief Chirpa. Now, there's a little bloodline stuff there. And for a while, you, you've all heard me say here or on the other shows that I talk Star Wars that in Episode Nine, my wish was to see Chief Wicket. Like, uh, did Wicket take over? But quite frankly, that could only happen if he married into it, because it is uh, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an inherited thing. It's like Game <laughs> of Thrones. Billy's laugh. The patriarchy of the Ewoks. Yeah, I just yeah. I didn't think this is where we're gonna go, but I'm loving so it. I'm loving it. I want to see Princess Nisa in battle doing something amazing, taking out stormtroopers. All right. Give her something big to do. And then I want to see at the celebration. Yep. Now we're all dancing and both yub nubs going and Williams, uh, celebration, uh, music's playing. We're going across. And then I want to see a little scene in, in, a, in a hut, low grades there to make sure it's official. Chirpa lays down his, 
his staff and Nisa picks it up and bright tree village is hers. And maybe Wicket's there like, ah, oh, I'm pretty good. Hey, you're kind of, you know, Hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's do the Ewok dance together. When I become of age, well, then I don't know what age of age is for Ewoks. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I have to ask Jennifer that I'll text her. Hey, Jennifer, what do Ewoks what, get married? What's the legal drinking age for an Ewok? Ewok. She'll be like, please don't text me. Please, please lose my number. I'm not coming back to four center, but so this started as me kind of having some fun and just thinking, what's the most wildest thing I could have? But I'm obsessed with, much like giving Jar Jar a little redemption. Sure. I'm obsessed with adding some reality to these vicious little murder bears. And I'm fascinated by Ch- Chirpa's family. And there's legend stuff, but there's enough in canon that they have listed of his father. And and, him, and then if he hands over Bright Tree Village to... You can't even say it. You can't even say it. I'm serious about it, but I think it's silly. And and that's part of what I love about Star Wars is it's wonderfully silly and serious. So that's my number one. Well, I think, you know. top that, sir. I think at the end of Return of the Jedi when, you know, the montage is over and we cut back to Endor, I think that's a great time. Like, it's a time of change for the whole galaxy. I I think it it fits beautifully into that moment. Who are you to deny the return of the Queen Nisa? (laughs) You know? I I think it. I think it fits. I think, again, like I said, it fits into this theme of like the status quo is going to change for the universe. I like it. I like it. All right. Billy's on board. Princess Nisa rises to power. That's my number one, which means we're up to Billy's number one. We are going to stay in the same scene. Oh, yeah. We are here at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's in the background. Right. Uh, she has just become queen of the Ewok village. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> then, we, <laughs> then we cut to, uh, we cut to Luke and this is, uh, probably for me the most, uh, you know, I, I've said this probably eight times now, yeah. but when I think of like my favorite star Wars moments, I think this has always been it. It's Luke walking away. F- you know, he kind of has the little right. Frodo, like I've been through something that none of you can quite yep. understand. Yep. And he looks off and he sees his father and Yoda mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But I think there's one ghost oh, that is missing. No. I want Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and the way I want Qui-Gon added, uh, is that scene from Phantom Menace where they're looking out uh, from the Jedi temple in the balcony at this beautiful sunset. And he just comes and very fatherly puts his hand on Obi-Wan's shoulder. I want him to come to old Obi-Wan putting his hand on his shoulder. And I'll tell you why I want Qui-Gon there. Mm -hmm. I said this a little bit in the, in the other episode about like, well, how's Luke going to know who this is? Right. Right. And before I said, well, he'll recognize his daddy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He'll recognize his dad. I don't think he needs to recognize who Qui-Gon is. And I think that's Mm -hmm. part of it because I think Luke being able to see these force visions of of the history, I think he's like, I'm now becoming part of something bigger. There's now more to all of this. It's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, two guys Mm -hmm. and, and a little Yoda who's going to, Like you, you have <laughs> a to, little Yoda <laughs> who's going to, it's like, there's so much yeah. more in this world. You have to remember with yeah. Luke, mm. when we're talking about Obi-Wan and all these other Jedi Padawan, since they were kids, yeah, yeah. Luke essentially got his Jedi GED, you know, he's, <laughs> he did, no, he did. He skimmed through. Absolutely. There's no way that he can start a Jedi Academy yeah. on his own. He doesn't know anything yeah. uh, or at least not enough, yeah. but you add Qui-Gon there who ultimately 
in my head canon, mm-hmm. probably not true, yeah. but in my head canon, once Qui-Gon is stabbed and yeah. he is laying on the ground for 25 minutes dying while they fight around him. Right. I think he went through the force and went and he saw everything that was going to happen. And I think he a hundred percent knows that Anakin is going to become Darth Vader mm-hmm. and all this is going to happen. And that's why he tells Obi-Wan like kind of like Dr. Strange in infinity war. Like mm. you have to do this. This is gotcha. you have to train this boy. Cause this is what needs to happen. Yeah. So I feel like in my head canon, yeah. Qui-Gon set all of this in motion mm. 40, 30, 40 like, years yeah, yeah. ago. Yeah. And I think he needs to be there. That's I feel like he's a part of it. I I I can get behind this because of the way they've tied into Qui Gon and the modern canon of like mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff you said, the story, and the, from a certain point of view, and and uh, some of the lessons there. I think it, you know whether or not we see it or not in an Obi Wan series. Uh, the idea of him talking to him on uh, Tatooine in the early days makes sense. And as far as Luke. This is where I love going off the page and off the screen and imagining, you know, we don't see them eat. We don't see Luke use the refresher. We don't see all that because it's a movie. I got to imagine if he is, we know from the deleted scene, he's on Tatooine building his lightsaber or whatever. If he's in those moments and he's meditating and he's communicating on any level with these uh, cats there, uh, you know, I I have to think Obi-Wan or Yoda at some point were like, oh, yeah, you know. There's this guy, Qui-Gon. He was my master. He was my Padawan. Uh, Padawan of mine, he was. Like, (laughs) I got to think there was some Jedi history there. We know that by the time Last Jedi, Luke's very up to date, but he's got the sacred text or he's got 30 years of studying this. Uh, I think there's time between, and we saw a lot, in the Marvel comic comic stuff, we see him with Obi-Wan's journal and all this stuff, so... This makes sense just from just a, 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 it's not a far stretch. He pops up. Is it as emotional moment as seeing father, my mentor and the, the, the dude that trained me? No, but uh, unless you press pause and just think for a moment, I think it is one of those, like your dad saying, Oh, I played football and this was my coach. Yeah. Oh, you, hi, (laughs) there's a lineage here. But I also think, you know, when you do, when, at least when George talked about one through six and now that we're closing out the Skywalker saga, like this is the Skywalker saga and Qui-Gon is responsible for the Skywalkers being what the Skywalkers are. I feel like you have to have him there. He's tremendously key to it. He's tremendously key to it. Yeah. You can't overlook that. It's not just a Phantom Menace wrinkle. No, because I believe Qui-Gon was the first one that realized that like Qui-Gon realizes like the Sith are wrong, but that doesn't make the Jedi right by default. Uh, You know, you talk about balance of the force and I feel like he's the, if it wasn't for, for Qui-Gon understanding that you have to break these rules, you have to train this boy because of this prophecy. And I'm reading master and apprentice right now and all. Oh yeah. You're in it. Oh Oh, yeah. This makes, this even makes more sense (laughs) why you've got this. I'm so thick in it. And it's just so as uh, to to quote Joseph Scrimshaw, it's so juicy. It's so (laughs) ripe for, for, story that I just feel like Qui-Gon deserves to be there in that Uh, Mount Rushmore of Jedi at the end of it. uh, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. If you're good with my princess Nisa getting her power, I'm good with (laughs) Qui-Gon popping up there. Wow. What a list we, you know, uh, Billy, you have shown up for two episodes of star Wars ranked and you brought your batting gloves and a bat ready to hit because you got some big ones today. Big hits, man. I love it. Great stuff, man. 
You have fun doing this? Uh, this is, uh, can you tell that I've just been like, <laughs> I got to talk to someone about Star Wars. Ah! Uh, uh, it's been a joy to have you here, man. This is great. Uh, uh, we'll do more. You, we'll, you're you're going to be around the Force Center world because uh, a lot of fun talking Star Wars with you and seeing that joy just emanating off your face here live and in, uh, in person. Uh, so good. You got a lot of thoughts. Um, and you have a lot of hot takes. Uh, tell them where to find your show, you and uh, things you're doing. Yeah, uh, on Twitter at Billy A. Patterson, uh, hot takes with Billy Biz. If you thought, man, that's a that's an opinion I'm not sure about. <laughs> have a whole show where I get people like uh, Mr. Kid Napsock yeah. to come on. I gotta you gotta help me convince Joseph. I, I really want to get Joseph on the yeah. show. Which one you want to do with him? I want to I want to hear uh, us talk about Last Jedi. I okay. really like the Last Jedi. A lot of people don't, but I feel like if the masses could hear Joseph, I think if you sell that, yeah, yeah. I think you can sell that. Uh, so definitely check out the show and. Also, yeah. I'm teaming up with the boys from the Nerd Goat podcast, yeah. and I know Joseph has been on that show, and I yeah. know uh, I think you're going to be on that show sooner than later. I don't yeah. know if this is news for you. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be doing a if uh, it's called Reboot It, and it's mm-hmm. uh, we're doing a new show where it's you don't want to reboot these things, but if you had to, yeah, how could we do it? So you got the Nerd Goat boys, me. We're going to do it live. LA comic-con uh, we are going to be uh, recording it, releasing it. But if you're at LA comic-con, please stop by. Uh, we want to, we want to see you there this weekend. That's where it's at. Um, great stuff. Thanks. Thanks Billy. Yeah. Listen to his show. Hot takes, go back and listen to the rogue one, one and see how far Billy has I come. But also I, w- I would love to find the original one oh, where you really so were just mean. like, I hate it. Get out of here. Um, a <laughs> lot of fun. You can follow me at Ken Napsack. Go to Ken for information on uh, all things like my book, uh, comedy shows, like the one coming up uh, next month in Washington, DC with me and Mark Ellis, Josh McCuga going to the comedy loft. Check out that there Force center. You know where to find us. You can find us at Twitter, Force center pod, like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Uh, just kind of do some stories to promote the shows, more pictures. We're, we're coming soon with that. Uh, you can follow us there. Go to uh, our website. Also, uh, a YouTube page where we rebroadcast a lot of things there and uh, uh, we uh, also have our Patreon page, patreon.com slash center if you want to support. Uh, thank you all for sticking with us through the recent transition to Anchor here. We love being on Anchor, but we had to get through it. Uh, at the time we're recording, this episode will release a few weeks later, so hopefully even some of the little bumps in the road have been fixed, but we want to thank all of you in the Force Center world for sticking with us through that. We love it. We love your support. We love celebrating Star Wars with you so that people like Billy can come share their unbridled passion for this silly space saga, which is also the greatest story ever told. We'll see you next week. All hail Princess Nisa. Star Wars has been ranked. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.